up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and you are tuned in to the Friend in Your Head podcast, formerly known as the Coach Vaughn podcast. Now, yes, it has a new name, but it's still the same hard-hitting, heart-to-heart show with honest discussions about all aspects of life, okay? Love, relationships, all of that. You know how I do. One-on-one, from my mouth to your ears, I'm going to be dishing out practical advice for everyday life so we could get through this crazy journey on this earth together. So are you ready? Are you ready to learn and grow and feel good and laugh and giggle and all of that? All right, well, let's go. One-on-one, baby, let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Friend in Your Head podcast, where I dish out practical advice for everyday life. I'm your favorite host and comedian, and most importantly, Friend in Your Head, Von DiCarlo, aka Coach Vaughn. And Coach Vaughn is on. Happy New Year, everybody. Now, listen, I know I'm a, a, a day late and a dollar short getting back to you guys, but you know what? When I said I was going on holiday hiatus, I didn't say how long it was going to be. Never mind the fact that we are pushing February in the back. We are a couple days away from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris being inaugurated on January 20th, but that's okay. I'm here now. And let me tell you why um, I did not want to come back uh, and start doing the podcast again until I completed The Purpose Driven Life, because that's where we left off. And I do believe I said that when I come back, it the book would have been completed and I would share with you my overall feeling and um, what I got out of it. So I didn't want to come back. And plus, I have been really swamped. There are some amazing things happening right now. I can't wait until I can share everything with you guys. I try to tell you guys everything first uh, because you are my... um, my loyal listeners to this podcast, especially those of you and even the new ones, but those of you that have been around since day one of the Coach Vaughn podcast and, and my social media, you know, on Twitter and everything. I I just I really appreciate you guys. So I try to give you guys the the full one one first. Some stuff is it's just so much happening and I'm I'm super busy and blessed. And that's a great thing. I'll share with you at some point. Hey, and by the way, don't forget to follow me on all, all social media platforms at Von DiCarlo, across all platforms, Twitter, TikTok, uh, Instagram, everything. I'm even on Clubhouse now. I, yeah, I can't say I particularly like it as much as I did when I first started, but I do see some advantages of it. So if you are on Clubhouse, go ahead and follow me over there and I will be doing like special moments there. I'm not going to be one of those Clubhouse people that's on it all the time. At first I was on it like every day and I was like, damn girl, you lonely. Did you really just spend a night on this app? Like you were on you were in a room for eight hours, like get your whole life together. (laughs) So I don't, I don't see myself as one of those new Clubhouse influencers where this is what I do kind of thing. But I will be utilizing Clubhouse to have like exclusive moments where I pop on there and maybe talk to you guys one-on-one, do an Ask Coach Vaughn thing one-on-one. If I have um, like a new project dropping or something like that, I could go on there and do a Q&A or like a, hey, did you watch my film? Did you watch my or listen to my comedy album or whatever? So I have some ideas, but Clubhouse is definitely not somewhere I'm going to be on all day, every day. But if you have Clubhouse, uh, right now I do believe it's still invite only and it's in beta form. So it hasn't opened up to the public uh, and it hasn't. uh, I think right now it's just Apple users. It's a whole lot of I thinks when it comes to Clubhouse. But 
everything, all my social media, including Clubhouse, is at Von DiCarlo. And you can go to funnyvon.com to get links to everything that is me, including a Draggable Offense comedy mixtape, Volume 1. A lot of you have been asking me, when am I going to drop Volume 2? Can I let Volume 1 breathe? This, you, you guys, this world we live in right now, I mean, the ADD is crazy. Like the videos, like your content on your social media has to be super short and definitely under a minute. I don't even understand how you guys listen to this whole podcast. I usually try to aim for the podcast being around 30, no more than 40, 45 minutes, because I just don't feel like people have uh, the time or the the brain capacity these days to listen more than five damn minutes. And half the time is getting people, uh, you, you damn near got to beg them to watch a 30 second video on Instagram. So I try to keep this uh, podcast on or about 30 to 40 minutes. Uh, sometimes I go long, um, but neither here nor there. Thank you for all that you are in supporting me all last year and moving on into the year of 2021. And here we are just a couple days away. Joe Biden is going to be inaugurated. It's the inauguration is a couple days from now. Um, my girl Kamala Harris, you know, she's she's been dropping a lot of content for me to do my drunk Kamala videos. <laughs> it's like my fun. It's, I love doing drunk Kamala. And it's so cute to me because I get to, you know, I'm taking with her words and doing a lip sync and it's just, it's, she's not drunk, but I'm doing a drunk character with her straight voice. And it's, it's a challenge just to get the, the words lip sync perfectly but it's getting a little bit easier for me because I'm getting, I'm picking up on her mannerisms, her her body language a little bit, and the rhythm in, in, in which she speaks. Excuse me. So it's getting a little bit easier for me to pick up on these little things, and I'm I'm having a ball doing the drunk Kamala videos and also my Vaughn Breaks the News stuff. As you know, it's been a lot of politics lately and so, social justice stuff but you know I'm getting back into watching basketball a little bit and trying to open my world back up because I've just been overwhelmed since March in surprisingly I mean we're in a pandemic there's racial unrest this country is a mess Donald Trump is trash etc etc so it seems like all of my content is very political and that's all I'm talking about but no starting to watch basketball again and and I I never really stopped watching all the you know my ratchet TV shows and all my reality shows and stuff like that um, so pop culture you know commenting is is on the horizon as well I'm just gonna try and take a break from watching the news if I can uh, probably not this week because like I said the inauguration is coming up so I'm watching the news like a hawk and when I tell you I really got to get back to watching basketball because I I watch the news and I yell at my tv like I'm watching the NBA finals if you've seen any of my <laughs> social media content you know that that is not even slightly an exaggeration of the truth at all I'd straight scream at my tv but anyway 
I digress, digress, digress. Getting back into, um, like I was saying, I, I am, it's, it's damn near February and I'm saying happy new year. There's a reason behind that other than being booked, busy and blessed and just trying to multi multitask and um, time management, everything I'm doing really well um, to the best of my ability with so many new things uh, mixed in with the old things. So I didn't want to come back on and start the podcast without finishing Purpose Driven Life. Like I, I've had enough time to do the podcast, but I missed out on like, I wasn't very consistent on my last couple of weeks of the Purpose Driven Life. So it took me way longer than what it should have to finish. And I wanted to, I wanted to finish it so that I can give you my overall feeling uh, and what I've learned and how I grew. And hopefully you guys were doing it with me. Again, no plug. I, I am not getting paid to promote, sell, read, or talk about The Purpose Driven Life. It was a book that was recommended to me. And I started it and I felt like I was growing and it was helping me. So I wanted to share with my listening audience, with which is you. So hopefully you're listening along and doing everything with me. But before I start to share those specific things that I wanted to talk about today in terms of the purpose-driven life and, and my conclusion of that as 2020 came to an end, I, um, and 2021 began, I want to tell you about last night. About last night, I don't know if you guys are on my Instagram live or not. If you were, you know what I'm about to talk about. If you were not, put your seatbelt on and let's go for this ride. So let's let's slide back a little bit before I talk about last night. Let's go to the night before last. Evidently, it was someone's birthday in my building and they decided to throw a super spreader birthday party event in one of the apartments. Now, usually I'll pop on live in the middle of the night with my next door neighbor who I call my roommate because the walls are so thin and I can hear every little thing. Usually it's him. And I'm complaining about my next door neighbor. Well, this time it was the party animals up on like the ninth or 10th floor. Like I could tell they weren't on the same floor as me, but they were definitely in my building. And it felt like the entire freaking neighborhood was at this party. And you could tell nobody had on masks because I could hear everybody's voice clear as day. You know how when you put on a mask, your voice gets a little muffled. You kind of tell if someone has a mask on or not. Well, no need for a mask at this super spreader event. I, when I tell you, it sounded like about 40 people in one apartment. So if you guys ever saw the movie uh, House Party, remember when um, <laughs> they had the, you know, Ken play and, and Martin Lawrence was the DJ, Bad Breath Bilal. And remember how many people was in that house and how loud it sound and it, it and and um it, it was just it sounded like that it was just utterly ridiculous but this wasn't a house this is an apartment y'all all right anyway I believe everybody in the entire neighborhood except myself was at this party it was 
ridiculously loud and I'm like okay it's somebody's birthday party they want to be maybe it's their last birthday party maybe that they're partying so hard because you know I'm pretty sure COVID is all up in that party COVID was partying bouncing from from body to body like yeah new host over here a new host over there yeah a new host over here another host over here oh (laughs) <laughs> so yeah i i they probably had all kind of corona issues happening up in that party i'm assuming because it just it it just sounded just trifling so maybe it was their last birthday party i don't know what i do know is it started around like 10 30 11 o'clock at night all right it was saturday i'm like you know what no problem fine it's a saturday it's the weekend they'll probably go to like two or three two o'clock rolls around i pop on live i was like yo this the talking to people on my live i was like it does not sound like this is about to end anytime soon so i was on live for a little bit i'm like okay i'm I'm gonna try to go to sleep i have a lot to do tomorrow blah 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 let me try to get some sleep they should be stopping soon all right so i go off alive around an hour later like after three almost 3 30 in the morning they were still pump it up pump it up home boy i'm like it's hammer at this party what is what is happening it it didn't sound like they were even close to slowing down so i'm like if this is getting borderline disrespectful of everybody else in this damn building four o'clock came five o'clock came y'all when i tell you six o'clock in the morning came the sun started coming up and they were still going I was like are you kidding me are you freaking kidding me this party did not stop y'all until 7 a.m 7 a.m I wanted to look I I don't want to be that neighbor that's like I don't want to be the black Karen calling 911 but when I tell you between 4 a.m. and 7 a.m., I was contemplating being a black Karen and just 911, hello. <laughs> the reason I did not go into my black Karen mode is because I kind of gave it some thought. And I was like, yeah, this is a this is a neighborhood thing. I'm pretty sure the uh, the cops are at the party. The cops probably threw the party. Is This is not, I'm like, I can't bust up a super spreading event that is sponsored by the NYPD. So, <laughs> and I don't know if that's true. That those are just the thoughts in my head. But I was like, I'm not calling 911 in my neighborhood, and then they know that it was me who, you know, Karen'd out on them. Like, oh, there go Black Karen over there. So, it just didn't seem safe to call 911. And as a Black person, I mean, it's just it's always some reason why we're uncomfortable calling 911, right? Um, not all the time, but definitely most of the time. <laughs> you have to give it second thought and weigh your options as to why you should or should not be calling the popo. Anyway, that was my Sunday morning. Now you y'all know I do church. Y'all know I log into church and I listen to the Potter's um T D Jakes, Bishop T D Jakes at the Potter's house. Every Sunday I, I log in around ten thirty. And he usually stops, he does like, I swear y'all, he does like a different one man show. Like he does 90 minutes easy every week. Like how do you do a different one man show 
every week. Like that's skills. But anyway, I I tried to wake up at 1030 to log in and I turned on church and I just kind of fell asleep on it. I finally wake up and and my whole day is gone. It's like four or five o'clock in the evening at this point on Sunday. And my thumb was still hurting. The day before on Saturday, I had um, my thumb started hurting a little bit and it felt bruised throughout the day. And I was having trouble sleeping anyway. That's another reason why I was like, well, my thumb hurts. So I'm really not going to sleep that well. So let them party. And, you know, I was talking to like a physical therapist that was in my life that was like, oh, maybe it's um, joint inflammation and spasm. Like we're trying to figure out what's wrong with my thumb. So it, but it just felt bruised. I was like, well, maybe I bumped it or something and just don't remember. So cut to mid Sunday. I'm exhausted from the night before. I miss church. And now not only is my thumb swollen, but now it's red and it looks like um, it, it's warm. So I'm like, this is not just a bruise. This is an infection. I'm going to um, take a break and I'll come back in and finish telling you the story in a minute. It is time to ask Coach Vaughn. This is a really interesting question on today's Ask Coach Vaughn segment. Uh, Thank you to everyone who calls in or writes in, mostly writing in, in my DMs. Uh, Don't forget, you can call me and leave a message on the Anchor app, funnyvaughn.com. Click message and then your voice can be heard on this segment. This person slid into my DMs and it's a really cool question um, because it's kind of a compliment question. Thank you. This person says, hey, Vaughn, you are so strong and confident and I've heard you talk about being single lately and I would like to know how you are staying so strong don't you get horny and lonely and how do you handle that well all right (laughs) just be very specific with your questions okay so I do believe I've talked about this before on either my own podcast or other people's podcasts because I do get asked that a lot so uh, look I just I'm human just like everyone else and yes being on lockdown and quarantined alone is a thing you have to be very careful with your emotional and um, mental health as much as your physical health these days this I'm not saying anything that we don't already know right but the strength that you have to find within to just you, you know what I do I tell myself, I remind myself why I'm single. And even in those horny or lonely moments, I remind myself that I made a choice to be alone and not settle for something that is not emotionally, physically, or mentally good for me. When you start making choices just to be with whoever, wherever, just to not be alone, then you really, really got to take a look, a deep look inside yourself and ask yourself, why don't you think you're good enough company for yourself? 
And no wonder you're unhappy in relationships because you're only going to attract to yourself um, the level of love and respect that you have for yourself. So the way I handle it is uh, I know that eventually I'll be with someone, right? I know that. But right now, that's not my focus. So when I have those lonely and um, horny, whatever moments, I remind myself of why I chose to be single. It's not like I can't be with someone. It's I'm choosing me first. I'm choosing to grow and be a whole person and learn to really, truly love, value, and respect myself so that the next relationship I get into, I won't ignore red flags. I won't turn the other cheek when I know someone has questionable behavior or questionable intent. I won't turn a blind eye to that because I'm going to feel it, I'm going to know it, and I'm going to have enough love, respect, and confidence within myself to go, you know what? I'm going to walk away from this before it even gets started. There's a a, um, difference between giving love a chance and giving a fool a chance. And you have to recognize the difference. Just because you're willing to shut love down, um, excuse me, just because you're willing to shut fools down and not give them a chance to break your heart over and over again does not mean you're shutting down love opportunities it just means you're clearing the path for the the righteous ones to come you know what i'm saying i hope that um really got deep into you because it is hard it is absolutely hard however it is absolutely worth the love and respect that you gain for yourself Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back. Um, we left off on me discussing my sore thumb and it went from just being sore to I can't bend it. It's red, not like purple, like a bruise, but red and it's uh, warm. It felt warm. So I was like, this is definitely an infection. So I text my doctor on on the appointment line I said hey I think I need an uh, appointment with you can or telehealth you know doctor appointment something because I think my thumb is infected and he texted me back right away and was like just you have to go to urgent care now mind you because of the fuckery and the super spreader event from the night before don't forget my whole day is shot it's like seven, eight o'clock at this at night at this point by the time I um, text my doctor and he reached back out and all of that. So the urgent cares are closed. Plus, the city MDs and the urgent cares are, you know, they're they're doing vaccine vaccines and COVID tests and stuff there now, I think. So the lines are always long. It's always a lot of people. And I'm not the one. OK, I'm not. First of all, I'm not standing in nobody's uh, line with a bunch of possible COVID happening in my surroundings uh, for the sore thumb. I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. Can't you just like look at it over the phone and diagnose me? If it's an infection, I probably just need antibiotics. I'm not going to go sit in no city MD, MD urgent care facility or whatnot 
when you could just write me a prescription on the phone. He was like, uh, he texts me, go to urgent care. All right. So I said, well, uh, what can I do? So my insurance does have telehealth doctors available. So I was like, let me get a second opinion. So I set an appointment with a telehealth doctor and that appointment, um, the next available appointment was 10 20 at night. So I was like, all right, well, I will, I'll wait because the urgent cares are closed anyway. Like how far am I going to have to go? I'm going to have to go way out of my neighborhood to find the, uh, urgent care this 24 hours. So let me just cross my fingers and maybe the telehealth doctor will examine it via, you know, zoom telehealth, whatever they do, zoom FaceTime thing. And maybe, maybe the doctor will give me just a prescription for antibiotics over the phone. Well, I got the appointment. I'm talking to um, the doctor, a very lovely lady, and she so kindly examined it. And we discussed, you know, what it could possibly be. And I told her I had no clue. I don't remember bumping it. Uh, I don't remember like cutting myself doing dishes or anything, but I do have... Um, succulent plants and one of them is a little cactus garden and every day I take it off of my table and I put it on my windowsill so it could get some sunlight and I said maybe like sometimes I'll bump into the cactus maybe it pricked my finger um but I'm just, I'm so used to getting pricked by my goofy cactus that it just maybe it didn't it just didn't register I don't remember um so whatever it is, we don't know. But she definitely said, uh, well, I don't suggest you go to urgent care. I suggest you go to the emergency room. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My primary care doctor, who I've been going to for years, said that I should just go to urgent care. And she said, no. The reason I am suggesting that you go all the way to an emergency room situation is because from my examination and mind you my primary care doctor we were just having a text conversation this telehealth doctor was actually taking a look at my thumb and you know having the whole conversation with me and she said long story short if it is infected and it does look like it's infected it could spread pretty fast so you're going to be making a decision between possibly losing your thumb and or your arm if it's spreading and we just don't know um you don't know the source of it you don't know if it's from you know you poked your finger with the cactus plant or you bumped it and cut yourself you don't know so the doctor may assess that they need to you know stick a needle in your thumb and pull fluid out to see the source of it so i'm like what oh, wait 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 it, first of all, why is everybody talking to me like it ain't no damn pandemic? First, the partiers last night act like it ain't no damn pandemic. My doctor told me I was just strolling to the, the local urgent care like it ain't a bunch of people in there um, getting COVID tests and doing COVID type things. And now she's talking about going to the emergency room? Lady, what do you mean draw fluid from my thumb? Is it really that serious? And she said, it could be, it could not be. What you don't want to do is not take all precautions and then find out that you don't have a thumb anymore just because you didn't want to go to the emergency room. So grab your mask, be safe, and um, that is my advice to you. And I was like, man, <sighs> so I took a couple of deep breaths and I was like, well, she is right. I don't know the source of it. Cactus, by the way, the plants that I have are not poisonous. However, 
cactus plants, of course, they, you know, they're plants, so they could have bacteria on it that if it pokes your finger or whatever, it could have gotten under my skin and just became affected. Um, it could be a little tiny hair of a cactus piece in my skin, much like a splinter that got lodged up under there and just started to get in. It could be a thousand things. So the doctor's right. I have to make my way to an emergency room so that I can get this examined. So here I am. Now it's about, I think I left my house at like 1130. And I, <laughs> I, here I am. I went to a hospital that I'm familiar with on the other side of the water. I'm not going to say what hospital or where. Um, but I went to a hospital that I am familiar with that is huge, like really tall ceilings. And it's like, it's, it's shaped like a, like a arena almost. So I'm like, at least if it's a lot of people, first of all, if it's a lot of people in the emergency room, um, waiting area, I'm just, I'm probably going to leave. Like you're talking to a woman that won't go to urgent care that went to that I was supposed to have my yearly blood work. Um, and I went and I tried to go get my blood work like three times at like a quest lab or whatever it's called. Um, there's different labs in New York city that draws your blood. I used to get it done in my doctor's office, but of course, because of COVID and a pandemic, my doctor is, um, his offices are closed uh, and, you know, until further notice. So I can't just get my blood work done there, but he's like, you could, I'll call in the prescription and you get your yearly blood work done. Boom. I, when I went and tried to do that several times, it was always too many people for my taste. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just not going to have my blood work, whatever. I'm pretty sure I'm fine. You know, the, you know, the yearly blood work, it's, it, it checks your, uh, cholesterol levels, your, you know, if, see if you have any concerns with diabetes, you know, your blood levels, all of that. So I'm like, look, I can wait a few more months, whatever. So this is who you're dealing with. I try not to uh, put myself in a position where, you know, I'm going to be around sick people because that's the time we're living in. Uh, there's a lot of pandemic-y type things happening, right? So I took a couple of deep breaths. I grabbed my N95 mask. I'm like, I'm going to go to a hospital where I know um, everybody and their mama in New York is not at this hospital, right? So I go across the water. I go into the waiting area. I get checked in. Thank you, Jesus. It is literally only a total of maybe five people in this entire waiting area, which is humongous. There's only three people ahead of me um, that were waiting for emergency room services. So, wow. I'm like this. Thank you, God. This is going to be in and out. Um, so I get in the room in the back. I'm, I'm separated from everyone. I'm in my own little cubby room, which was a big room. They sprayed everything down there. It was, it was a very, very delightful, um, which is a weird word to use in terms of emergency room pandemic style, but it was actually a very delightful experience. And while I was waiting for the, to be seen by the doctor in my own little room, I hopped on live and was having a good time and I started having people in my live give me suggestions uh like improv and I started doing like songs based on suggestion it was a whole thing it was a fun vibe um and then they the doctor comes in takes a look at my finger my finger is infected 
She doesn't know why she doesn't see anything in my there. She said there's no openings, um, but it's quite possible anything could have gotten in a, in a tiny little cut or whatever and become infected. Either way, we don't have to drain any fluid because it's not infected in uh, going to other parts of your hand or down your arm. So you just need antibiotics. So I did all of that to end up just getting antibiotics. But I am grateful that I um, did it through the emergency room as opposed to urgent care or city MD or whatever these, you know, all of these different places that are usually um, and almost guaranteed to be packed. So I, I posted it on my Instagram and you can see the, the whole time that I'm in the room and you guys are keeping me company on my Instagram live. I didn't think it all the way through because I posted it and I said musical improv in the emergency room. It didn't dawn on me that people were going to be like, yo, a couple of my friends reached out like, hey, are you OK? I'm like, what? What's wrong? <laughs> it did, I didn't think that all the way through. Like that post is probably alarming if people don't watch the video, because within the first minute or two, I did say, hey, remember my thumb thing from yesterday? I'm in the emergency room. I think it's infected. So I thought I made clear in the video, like right up top, that this is not like a, a I'm fine. Like, don't panic. Don't be alarmed. But um, I guess I didn't think it through that some people wouldn't watch the video. They would just see the phrase emergency room and just start calling and text me. So I apologize for that to my family and friends who were like, hey, what what in the heck is going on? Are you OK? Yeah, totally fine. Um, made it back home. And I started my antibiotics and my thumb is already feeling better. It's still red. It's not warm anymore. I still can't bend it all the way. But anyway, long story short, it's fine. I'm fine. You guys are fucking awesome to keep me company the way you did. And um, I, I'm very grateful. Very, very grateful. And although I am alone and single and don't have a lot of family, uh, well, no family in New York, actually, other than comedy family, but like family family, I don't, they, no one lives close by. So sometimes when you pop on live, you just, you know, you're doing like I did in the emergency room last night. I was really just 3 a.m. in it again on my IG live with my family, my social media family. And thank you for keeping me company and keeping me, um, uh, laughing or I was making you laugh and entertaining you, but I get tons of pleasure from doing that. So thank you. And you just have to, I say it all the time, but really look within in those hard moments. And, you know, I, I'm not going to say I didn't have my, my hissy fit about it. And I called my sister best friend autumn and of course you know she was like text me along the whole way blah 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 but it's in the middle of the night she has two kids and uh several businesses and you know i'm not gonna have her be on facetime with me all night long but she definitely you know she's a person that my location is turned on on her phone okay she can track wherever i'm at and thank god for best friends like that um but of course, I wasn't going to be on the phone with her on, on the whole time like I was with you guys. So I really appreciate that. And I was able to have my little hissy fit with her about, you know what, you know, I have to go. I have to do this by myself. You have those moments. And if you have a friend in your life or some type of outlet where you can vent those frustrations and just get it out, 
a lot of times you you realize your biggest fears are in your head. Like every fear that I had was mixed with precaution, right? I don't want to go to a crowded uh, urgent care. What's my best option? Thank God for my provisions that I'm able. I have a car. Um, I have insurance. I'm able to drive a little bit further into a, 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 a less dense pop- population where it's, you know, you can take your bets on it that it's not going to be uh, packed like here in, you know, the middle of Manhattan and Harlem and all of that. So just being blessed for my provisions and um, my blessings and my ability that, yeah, look, I'm not going to be happy when I get my emergency room uh, bill. I, I'm sure an urgent care bill is going to be a lot less than a emergency room bill. But sometimes you have to, you know, just suck it up and take the L for safety, healthy and peace, health and peace of mind. And that's what I did. And just to um because i said i was gonna talk to you guys about how i felt about the purpose-driven life and and what you know the conclusion of it did for me overall it just gives you a a sense of um it gives you a different perspective like it it puts things in perspective where you go okay if 2020 didn't put y'all in check and in perspective in some kind of way then i don't know maybe you're living with alternative facts like some of these insurrectionists and crazy folks out there that are part of the trump cult but as for me and mine, we gonna serve the Lord. Um, as for me, <laughs> as for me, 2020 all already gave people perspective and a sense of gratitude towards um, the things that they do have and, and just putting their life in perspective uh, as to, wait a minute, what am I doing? What is, what's most important here? Like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing that? People really um, had to reset and rethink. And if you go back and listen to a lot of my podcasts from from March 2020 on, and even at the top of the year when Kobe died, if you go back and listen to those podcasts, you'll you'll really know where I'm coming from. But finishing the purpose-driven life, um, it just overall gave me so much growth and perspective and it, and it made me really think about what what's really important and that isn't um what you do here on earth is important but not in a sense of earthly awards earthly um benefits it's it's all about the eternal life and the eternal blessings and and living your life um in line with god and god is within right look within i I always say look within look within um and so many different moments as i was going through the purpose-driven life i found so many of those moments and towards the end it talked about a couple of things that are are things that we all struggle with in some aspects and that is um envy and um people pleasing which are both i mean oh my god if you want a blueprint for how to fail in your personal and professional life insert envy 
and people pleasing. And when I tell you, when I got to the last couple of chapters of this book and 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 the book started really driving these points home, I was like, it it sure it sure is good when you can read something that confirms something that you already know but you need reminding of and you know there there were there were four things uh that he outlined as far as major problems with uh envy and um number one is that it it denies your own uniqueness and it blinds you to yourself uh, number two, it divides your attention. It, it, oh my God, when he said it divides your attention, I said, yes, it will. Because if you're spending all day, let's say scrolling through Instagram and just looking at what everybody else got, right? And not really looking at your life and what you appreciate, what, isn't that dividing your attention? Isn't that taking your time away from the things you should be working on for yourself. And I'm not saying you should be working on content like me, unless you're in the entertainment business, but I'm pretty sure there's something better that you could do with your mind and time other than looking into somebody else's yard. Your grass is turning brown in your yard because you're just standing there staring over the gate at somebody else's beautiful green grass. And you don't want to take the time to do all the work that the other people took to get that green grass. You're just watching them have green grass and you're being envy of it. You're having um, all of these feelings towards it when all you got to do is just pay attention, like keep your eyes on your own paper. Right. As they say in school, uh, the number th uh, three misuses your time and energy, which I just touched on. I, I don't have to go into that anymore. Um, but it is like just chasing the wind. Right. You're not going to catch the wind. Stay focused stay keep your eyes on your own paper um another number four which i was like oh that's good um envy leads you to other sins oh my god yes it does causes disorder um is the source of every evil practice uh envy infects everything in um inside of you and um it infects like uh, like my thumb was infected envy infects everything inside yourself and affects everything outside of you wow that is a word on top of a word on top of a word and it just made me think um about like if you look at trump and his personality man that correspondence dinner that <laughs> were uh was it a what what year was that where Obama and everybody roasted him so bad? I was like, yeah, isn't it a shame that he destroyed this entire country <laughs> just because he's a little man with just filled with envy and hate? But yeah, it does. It really does lead you to other sins because like if you use Trump as an example and we, we're not in his head, we don't really know. Um, how hurt he was when Obama had all those mic drop moments on his ass. But he does portray himself to be a person that is extremely envious of of Obama. And can you imagine uh, being that envious that you would commit all these other sins, you know, and, and just destroy the country? Yeah, terrible. Um, so you can, I mean, there's so much more, of course,
um, those were some of the things that that really hit home for me. And the the people pleasing trap. Yeah, that. Oh, my God, that is a tough one for a lot of people. But the bottom line with people pleasing um, and, and this is something that we all already know, but you have to be reminded of over and over again is who are you living for? Right. Am I li- if, if you're living for the approval of other people to do something, feel something, say something, whatever, you will never, ever, ever accomplish much. You have to, um, your attempt isn't to please people, it's to please God. And then along the way, you'll, you're gonna, because you're living to please God, you will probably be very pleasing to other believers and, um, very, uh, displeasing to non-believers or people who are filled with envy, right? So just, that's one of the things I was like, oh, let me take note of that. I could keep that in mind um, because definitely the way to failure is through people pleasing and envy. Um, You don't want to, he said that, you know, people pleasing and the fear of being um, criticized or rejected by others is the devil's greatest tool. Yeah. Think about that Um, to stop you from living your God's purpose. Yeah. We don't want that. So those were, um, in closing those, those major things I'm flipping through cause I wrote notes for you guys, but again, I, I don't want to go through every little thing point by point, but I did write down one through five of the dangers of people pleasing. So I'll just read through that really quick and then I'll wrap it up. Um, dangers of people pleasing cause me, it will cause me to miss God's will for my life. Uh, yeah, because you're too busy. Again, you're looking on the other side of the fence, seeing what everybody else is doing. Somebody else's gift and and what God's will for their life is, is not yours. You're unique. You're you. You're not them. Um, people pleasing prevents. Uh, what? I don't even understand my own writing. That is scribble scrabble. <laughs> Let me skip that one. Um People-pleasing leads me to other sins. Oh, I said that already. People-pleasing causes hypocrisy. Yeah, oh, that's Trump. <laughs> it causes hypocrisy because you, you, you just say anything. You will say anything. What do you stand on? Who are you? You just, you change your moral compass every time you want to do something to get something or to please. Stop, just stop. Uh, people pleasing silences my life message. Yeah, I said all of that. Oh, look at me going over my notes without looking at my notes. Anyway, y'all, uh, my thumb hurt. It's time for me to take my second dose of my antibiotics for the day. Happy New Year. I'm back. I'm glad you are back and listening. Thank you so much for supporting me on this ride. Again, follow all of my social media at VonDiCarlo, FunnyVon.com. Get my album. Thank you to everybody who has been listening, who downloaded my album and who's been streaming my album on iTunes. You guys made me out the gate. I was featured as a comedian. Um on iTunes, that was a big deal for me. And then on Pandora as well, I asked you guys to listen on Pandora and get my spins up over there so that I could be a featured artist over there as well. And you did it. Thank you. For those of you who have not 
listen to a draggable offense comedy mixtape volume one yet please go to funnyvon.com and click on that album and uh, give it a listen i would love to hear your thoughts on it um slide into my dms with uh comments about my album if you want to give me some feedback please leave if there's a place to leave feedback and comments and four or five stars and stuff for my album as well as friend in your head podcast please 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 it means the world to me and it's free for you leave me five stars leave me comments physically writing a comment on these platforms wherever you're listening to my album or listening to my podcast you have no idea how much that does for for the whatever you're listening to whether it's me or another comedian like do that do that um funnyvon.com and I think that's it. I, I feel like I just want to keep talking because I haven't talked to you guys in so long. But I'll just leave it right there. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Coach Vaughn out. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Thank you. Thank you for being my friend. Coach Vaughn out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Friend in Your Head podcast. I hope it helped you because it sure helped me. And if you need more personal one-on-one time with me, all you have to do is go to CoachVon.com and click on Ask Coach Vaughn one-on-one, and then you'll have me all to yourself. Don't forget to follow me across all social media platforms at Vaughn DiCarlo. Go to CoachVon.com for links to everything, including my stand-up comedy. Catch me in your town when you can. Until next time, see ya!